Hi everybody, this is Gemma. Thank you for coming to my channel, podcast. Uh, for those of you who are returning, thank you very much. For those of you who are new listeners, hi, welcome. Uh, today I want to talk about something that's personal to me. I have what I call pre-partum depression. I don't know if that's like the scientific terminology for it or if there's another terminology like just hormonal depression hormonal imbalance depression or something but I call it pre pregnancy or prepartum depression because I am not a mom yet and it happens every time right before ovulation three to the first day of ovulation it starts so three days before to up to the day of ovulation and then all through I think it's 12 days I have ups and downs of being depressed um unfortunately there are all the medications that I have tried for depression do not help me with this um I think that's strictly because it's extremely hormonal and emotional based and clock ticking driven for me at least um, I, I have tried mainstream medication and eastern western homeopathy um, for me, all that helps me really is therapy, which I highly recommend. Um, even if you just do it for one cycle and then feel like you don't need it anymore and stop going and then when you need it again, you go again. Um, it's definitely looking to your local resources is, is something that is definitely helpful for me and I think if you can find the right resources and find a way that it doesn't you know cost you an army and a leg it doesn't hurt to reach out and just try um with the prepartum affects my relationship uh, because McCarrion, my primary partner, he is 25 years older than me. He has already been a parent and gone through all that. So emotionally wise, sometimes he's unsure if he wants to be an older parent, which I understand and I love him my love isn't conditioned on whether or not he'll give me a child uh, that just it just makes the poly part of my poly side of my part of his and I relationship can be strained a little bit because he knows that I'm looking to find a co-parent and someone who wants to raise kids with me as well as him and that's um, another complication of it all because it has to be understood that he's going to be a parent figure 
in my kid's life. Like, he is going to have disciplinary enforcement. So, whatever punishment is given, like, he will be able to be like, look, this is what happened. This is what I think that should be done. And he'll be part of that process. Um, Now, if he wants to be seen more as a grandparent, that's up to him. As far as labeling goes, what he wants to be called. Um, But in my mind, he's going to be a parent because they're going to know that he is one of my partners once they get older and they're able to understand relationships. So around like 13, definitely sit down and explain more of the dynamic of the relationship. But he's going to be in their lives from when I'm pregnant to when they're born to when they are potty trained and all that stuff. Like every aspect basically of parenthood, he, I want him involved as well as the biological father and any of my other partners who I'm serious with who are going to be in my child's life. Like I have to understand like they're gonna have to still come around even if the romantic or whatever form our relationship takes if they're gonna be in my child's life then they're gonna have to be around later on especially if the bond has already solidified and my child has already developed an attachment to them like they need to still be able to deal with coming to parties and being in my kid's life despite how their feelings have changed for me. Otherwise, I'm not going to have them interact with my kid ever because I'm not going to have my kid develop a connection with somebody and then have that person just drop out of their life, traumatizing my child and also just hurting my child because they would think oh, this is someone I can count on, this is someone I can rely on, and then that person's not there anymore. That's not fair to them. So, that makes the relationship a little more complicated, and to me, Polly isn't that complicated. Uh, Maybe that's because I'm in it, and I'm coming from monogamous relationships. Now, granted, I was extremely traumatized and had a lot of things and a lot of symptoms from PTSD that I didn't know was PTSD symptoms and didn't know that my anxiety was triggering my depression and then when I wasn't depressed and I was doing good but I was still getting depressed once a month that it was because of my ovulation um So that complicated and didn't give the strongest foundation for my monogamous relationships. That being said, with all the therapy I've been going through and finally being diagnosed and figuring out these are your struggles, And this is why this this, and this has been difficult for you. Even before 
starting LNP Valley in, in Pennsylvania, Bucks County. It's a great place, great resource. And then I've also went through Nova of Bucks County, also a great place, great resource for men and women. So it's not just a woman's thing. Um, around 27, I took like a BDSM quiz got in well 25 and then I retook it so like between 25 and 27 I was retaking this BDSM quiz and discovering my kinks and likes and dislikes and then I took it again really listened to the questions really took my time and realized I'm not monogamous I'm loyal though as if I were monogamous but my drive is if I am not satisfying a partner, I want them to be satisfied, but I don't want them to leave me. You know, I don't want to break up with somebody just because I don't satisfy them. I want them to have their needs fulfilled while still being in my life at that level of relationship that we have, whatever that might be. And that is like platonic friendship, romantic relationship family dynamic like yeah you need to have people in your life that enrich you and that fill in the gaps that aren't being fulfilled that's my opinion and just a caveat I think I'm using that term right polyamory isn't an excuse to cheat and the parameters of your poly relationship really depend on what you agree on as a poly couple, as a thruple, as even more than that. So, like, open relationships when the one decides not to see other people, but the other one is seeing other people. To me, look, if both agree on it and both are okay with it, that's fine. But to me, that's more like one person has a never-ending hall pass and the other person is just granting the hall pass because they're afraid they're going to leave. That's where, that's my observation of it coming from the outside because I, I never understood open monogamous relationships. And I think that's because all the examples that I've had with an open relationship have been where the male partner is allowed to have other female partners, but his female partner is not bisexual and it was agreed upon that she wouldn't see other men because it makes him uncomfortable. And to me, that's really one-sided. That's like me saying, oh, I can date women, but you can only date men. To, like if I was in a monogamous relationship and we wanted to open it up or just starting out a relationship, but we're, we're opening it up. Like, we want it just to be open from the first date. And I say like, okay, but I can date women, you can only date men. I mean, that scenario works if both are bi, which would be awesome. That would be a great, you know, kind of relationship for them. But if you're both heterosexual 
telling one person like as a heterosexual female like oh I can date men but you can't date women you only can date men and your partner is heterosexual then that's unfair that's just basically saying you have to sit at home while I do whatever I want and I don't think that's okay in any relationship open monogamous poly throuple sugar daddy sugar baby like whatever kind of relationship you have platonic sexual however many labels there are um personally other than polygamy i think polygamy is just another way of men trying to control women um and vice versa like if it's reverse polygamy where it's just the one woman like and you identify as polygamous i i I find i personally do not find that label conducive or healthy i personally don't uh i haven't met anybody who's in a polygamous relationship who's like yeah um i know a lot of poly relationships get confused by outsiders looking in as polygamy um the difference between polygamy and poly is poly everybody in the relationship can have an outside relationship if they wish um and the thing about any relationship is you you have to communicate like uh McCarrion and I we had a very heated loving caring discussion the other night about my other partners and I clarified how he is my only serious partner I have right now I have casual dating friends with benefits relationships um and I am personally I am hesitant to be intimate with anyone who doesn't want any more kids or doesn't want children with me for one reason I want to be a mom and I don't want to saddle anybody with the burden of being tied to me because I'm carrying their child I am not on birth control I am 31 and I have enough hormonal stuff going on with my polycystic ovary syndrome and having prepartum depression and just overall I have been on and off birth control since I was 16 years old like I do not need to add hormonal birth control into my body and IUD is great interuterine device I think it's an IUD intrauterine device if I didn't say it right the first time apologies um 
it's great except for the fact that it's very uncomfortable to have it placed and then it's very uncomfortable to have it removed for me uh, i have had one i had the copper one i didn't have any infections or anything like that um i could feel my pelvis my uterus shift when i had it in that was a little bit annoying and i ended up a few times needing motrin um just because of the bloating and discomfort so and i had it taken out when i was like 27 and then i had a full like hormonal panel done and that's how i found out i had polycystic ovary syndrome so basically i don't i don't need to do that like condoms can be used and if condoms don't want to be used I'm like I wouldn't use a condom with my carrion because like I know that if I got pregnant with this kid he wouldn't flip out and he'd be fine with it figure it out even though like right now isn't like the best time um but anybody else you know, I have to have a serious conversation with them. I do have a relationship contract that I'm trying to edit and kind of expand the parameters to fit my current situation. I think I pretty much did that already, but I want to like double check, ugh, double check spelling and grammar and, you know, offer it up to McCarrion and only really one other like that I would like to have more of a serious relationship with but don't know how they'll take that and stuff like that so that might cause like us not to even be friends anymore I I I hate to be doom and gloom, but I, like I said, I'm suffering from prepartum at the moment, so my doom and gloom is, like, to the max. Um, but definitely, I want to show it to McCarrion and, like, have him read over it, edit, add clauses if he feels any clauses need to be added, and um, both of us sign it. It would be great if we could get it notarized, but that's just, you know, so we're both protected legally with it being notarized. Um, the fact that we both sign it is, um, is it, it'll be, uh, a contract nonetheless, whether it's notarized or not. But it's, it's, it's an agreement that's down on paper. It's not just the verbal agreement. And I'm pretty sure I have a clause in there that, like, we can always go back and edit it and switch it up if the relationship changes in any way. And if I don't have it in there, when I read it overall, I'm going to put that in there because that's important. Because humans are 
constant, but then we are also constantly changing our minds. So it's not fair to like trap somebody in one particular corner where if they grow or if they change their point of view, you know, I think everyone should be given room to grow and to ask to have room to grow and not give it in return is, um, it's bullshit. (laughs) Excuse my language. All right. Well, I am going to end it kind of abruptly here because I am just going around in circles and I kind of tied it off neatly-ish. Again, if you have any questions or you want to join the conversation, message me in Anchor voicemail. You can also reach me on Twitter at Miss Gemma Gems. So that's M S period J E M M A J E M S. And that's at Twitter and Instagram and also Pinterest. You can follow me on those platforms. Uh, So yeah, any questions? Uh, Let me know if you would be interested in me doing like a video vlog podcast where I video myself recording the podcast. And if there's enough enthusiasm for that I may start doing that and I would start a YouTube channel if there's any interest in that all right thank you have a good night day evening whenever you're listening to this have a good one